In this episode, Mary, we are once again back in the temple. You're kidding. (laughs) However, today's temple episode, we're going to dive into the penalty portion. And for those of you exmos who went through the temple in the 1990s or later, or for those of you never mos, I guarantee you're going to be like, what the actual fuck? Oh, already dropping enough bombs. There you go. And we have a new segment to introduce today. It's called What They Said to Get Into the Group. (laughs) (laughs) That should be fun. Sure will. And don't we have a Mormon Mad Lib as well? Oh, we're Mad Libbing today. Okay, we got lots going on. Mm -hmm. All right, well, stay tuned. Be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Latter-day Lesbian, the podcast about an ex-Mormon gay girl just trying to figure out her life. My name is Mary. My name is Shelly. Glad we got that out of the way. Yeah. Who's who? Um, I'm Shelly. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> got it. Loud and clear. <laughs> I think we know at this point who each other are. Who each other is. Who you are. Who each other are. What is the appropriate grammar on that? Who each other is, I believe. That just sounds... Okay. Well, I just will never <laughs> well, say that sentence it's, again. When you have the word each in there, I think it's each is. If you took out the rest of the words. Oh, uh, if you said each are, that's weird. That would be weird. Okay. We don't want any, any weird grammar going on here <laughs> no. since we are grammar snobs. Are we? A little bit. I am a little bit. I am a sure. lot of bit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> here we are, learning more stuff about each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Shall we get into this week's episode? Sure, but we're not going to just jump right into Satan. Uh, right now, even no. though you know he was just cast out. I thought it was Lucifer. You're right. Lucifer was just cast out. When of the does garden. he become Satan, according to Mormons? I, you know, I don't know. Huh? I don't know. Or the adversary. Mm-hmm. He's got lots of fun names. Yeah. What was one of them? Oh, you know what? We're gonna save one of those names for a foom pod because I'm gonna forget. Yes, you are. I'm gonna see this term mm-hmm. somewhere in the future. And I'm going to forget what it means. For sure you will. We're going, to so, put, we're going to kick that can down the road a bit. <laughs> so we'll get that back out. Mm-hmm. I actually don't remember what the phrase is right now, but it has something to do with morning or sunshine or something. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sunbeam? I don't no, know. No, <laughs> that was lawn chair, actually. Satan wants me for a sunbeam. Is that right? No. Okay. No, no, no. <laughs> so I would love to point out that Mary— Me? Mm-hmm, —was worried that these temple episodes were getting too boring. And yeah. so we posed the or question or something, whatever. We posed the question to our channel's members mm-hmm. via video messaging. Yes, and actually, no one's getting bored. Like, I know. I know. I think, of course, those all were Exmos. Well, that responded. sure, sure. <laughs> um, if They're you a little th- triggered, maybe. Yes, yes. I think a lot of the point of stretching this out over ten billion episodes is that a there's don't a lot want a of five-hour episode. No, no, you don't, unless you're going on like a hella long road trip. And if that's right. the case, just keep playing them back to back to back. There you go. Also, there's so much here to unravel and to make fun of and to dig into. Yeah. And a lot of times you have to like get triggered and then recover mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at the same time. So we want to space it slow. And we also want to show you the impact of how fucking boring going to the temple is. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. You know, speaking of channels, so we have a uh, channels member, Trey, who's a regular contributor. In fact, last week we read her journal journey We did. Can I, can I insert Trey is probably the happiest person on earth? Oh my gosh, she's fantastic. <laughs> she's always smiling. Always. Always happy. Yeah. Seems like it. I'm sure she's not. 
Trey, we're not trying to belittle your experience here. Yes, on this you planet. may have a bad day. <laughs> you can just, have a bad day. Just don't get on channels when you're having your bad day. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, she should sometime. Wait, no, I'm not. I want to should you. Don't should, Trey. But you are welcome to share whatever you're feeling that day Absolutely. on channels. It's a safe space. Mm-hmm. But anywho, she had a funny, funny, funny response to the whole Michael Ballum thing. That's his name, right? Am I yes. saying it correctly? Mm-hmm. She said during a family reunion in Idaho, part of her family stayed at his house. I don't know. Maybe he had a rental or something, or maybe they knew him. I can't remember that part of the story. But for those of you, if this is your first episode, oh, Michael yeah. Ballum is the actor that plays Lucifer in the Temple videos. Yes. Okay, carry yes, on. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for pointing that out. Mm-hmm. So anyway, so Lucifer, they stayed at Lucifer's house <laughs> in Idaho, and she said part of her family wrecked the place. They clogged up all the toilets. Hell yeah. And destroyed the pool table <laughs> somehow. <laughs> what a funny little anecdote. That is great. You got to be mm-hmm. careful, though, because he will buy false priests to oppress. Oh, God. That's, that's one of the things he's going to buy with all the money. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, right. All the, all the money he has. He buys pool tables instead. They get trashed by Trey's family. Okay. We Funny love Trey's stuff. family more than ever now. <laughs> I know. That's hilarious. I think she knows everyone who's considered like Mormon royalty. Yes. She knows a lot of people. She does. And also um, our good friend Kimberly Anderson seems to know Mormon royalty. It's her uncle who was in the video for... Godly sorrow. Oh, right, right, Yes. Right. And there's some relation between her and Michael Ballum, too. I, I think family friend. I don't remember. But I would like to point out that Kimberly Anderson chimed in and said that my Michael Ballum impression mm-hmm. is spot on. Yeah, I needed sure to did. hear that because I'm <laughs> as we're recording, I'm like, Mary, you have no idea how well I'm doing with this Michael Ballum shit. I'm I'm using all the correct enunciations. Like I am crushing this, but of course, Mary's like, uh huh, uh huh. She has no idea. She's well, never seen the video. Not, it was entertaining. I will sure. give you that. But I'm trying to point out how I'm gonna go ahead and say perfect. Mm. Yes, my representation okay. of Michael Ballum as Lucifer in the Temple video is so to have someone who has also seen the video. And I've had a few people tell me this to say how spot on it is. I just, you know, I think I think I deserve some kind of a trophy, an award. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, as a woman who's recovering from Mormonism, mm-hmm. way to give yourself a pat on the back. No, <laughs> no uh, unhealthy self-esteem here. None. None. <laughs> Funny thing, too, is um, it's been years since I've been to the temple. Mm-hmm. Years. And I guess maybe this goes to show— how completely ingrained it is. Ingrained, how I was so entrenched, how I was trying so hard to pull meaning out of this, feeling like I needed to connect with God somehow, listening to these words, that that shit will be in my head forever. Yeah. Granted, I am reading the script, but if I'm being honest, most of the script I could just rattle off verbatim. Yeah, Yeah. pretty crazy. It's a little triggery even for me for some reason. I'm not (laughs) sure why. Also, probably before we get into the temple, I have been coming across some letters because of my blog project. Yes. Yeah. That's a little reminder about going to our website if you want to partake of some entries. Latterdaylesbian.org slash letters. Maybe we can read a couple of them. Talking about the temple episode uh, just reminded me of a couple of these letters. One of them was... From 5-15-19. Okay. Ooh, that's a long time ago. It's a long time ago. 
Justin writes, enjoying the show. If you two are up for it, I have an episode idea. Dedicate it to looking at Shelley's experiences in Brighamite Mormonism through the lens of the bite model, B-I-T-E We could probably do a few episodes on that. Yeah. Did you write that down? Make a note. It's right here. Oh. In black and white. I'm reading it right now. (laughs) Um, Okay. The other thing Justin said, also, I would appreciate it if you two would use the term conditioned or indoctrinated instead of brainwashed. Oh, Justin, I was brainwashed. So what do you think about that? Um, okay, so I'm not poking fun at Justin at all. Some people use different terms to describe different things. Yeah. To some people, the word brainwashing could be offensive, Mm -hmm. but I do believe I was brainwashed 100%. So that term works for me. And since I'm the one describing it, you know, I I don't really see a lot of difference between brainwashing and conditioning. It's the same thing. Yeah. Um, Or indoctrination. Or indoctrination. And maybe for me, brainwashing is a good term because brainwashing, I think, gives like a negative connotation. And I do think it was very, very negative. Yeah. Um, Don't you think, though, a lot of times we have a tendency to soften language just in general? Sure. So instead of saying rape, we might say uh, sexual abuse, or might say sexual assault. Sexual assault, mm-hmm. or instead of alcoholism, we might say drinking problem, or sure. something yeah. similar. You know, I think that we just have this tendency to just not want to say something that seems real harsh, right? You know, right. I agree with you. I still think that the person who is saying it owns their feelings too. Oh, it. for sure. Yeah. You don't have to speak for everybody sure. about your experience. Yeah. That's yeah. your experience. Right. Just like people don't like us sometimes saying that it's a cult. I do believe it's a cult, mm-hmm. period. So I'm going to call it a cult. Right. If you don't think it's a cult, that's fine. You don't have no, to. You can call it something else. So, right. But we do appreciate Justin's concern and opinion, and I was brainwashed. There you go. <laughs> okay. This also from May of 2019 is from Kate. Uh, she says, I came up with a foom pod. The unwritten order of things. That could be a foam pod. Hmm. I don't really know what that is. Do you know what it is? It's familiar to me, but I would have to look up an exact definition. Okay. Well, we'll table that one. Okay. Uh, Kate says, I wanted to share a moment of religion shaming that really almost sent me over the edge a few years ago. My mother-in-law passed a few years ago, and my father-in-law is remarried. At the time that my in-laws first became aware of my intention to leave the church, my stepmother-in-law told me that I should leave my husband and children so that my good, faithful husband could remarry a faithful woman who would raise my children right— And they could go to the celestial kingdom without me, of course. Sure. That deserves a big old punch in your (laughs) step ex-mother-in-law's throat. (laughs) There. Got it all out. Kate says, even though it actually happened, sometimes when I think about it, it feels so surreal because it is so bizarre to believe that anyone would have the nerve to say something so terrible to someone And someone you don't even know very well either, she says. Anyway, keep up the good work and I'll keep listening. I can't wait to hear if you use my phrase. We'll have to throw it in there. We'll have to. We'll have to. She says, yours in outer darkness, Kate the Apostate. Oh, Kate the Apostate. (laughs) I love it. Let's break that down very simply. Okay. Okay. You are not a good mother if you are not Mormon. Right. Boom. Oh, and if you leave the church, you should do your husband a favor and divorce. So he can yeah, yeah. No, marry a righteous woman. <laughs> sure. And and bottom line is, if you're not a Mormon, you're not a good mom. Period. Mm-hmm. Not a good wife, not a good mother. No. There you go. And that's all a lie. Yes, it is. 
And one more. This is March of 2019. I know. This blog project is really, I'm dusting them off. (laughs) You're doing a great job. (laughs) I know, right? Great, great job, baby. This says, hi, Mary and Shelley. I love the podcast. I have a fucked up Mormon phrase of the day. Your body is a temple. That one I can figure out. Yeah. Because that's in the Bible. Yeah. I have a shitty story for you. I have been battling an eating disorder for 20 plus years. Oh, sweetie. I'm sorry. I recently went to a treatment center to get myself help again, and while there, I had a realization. I hate my body and don't always even think it's mine because the Mormon church indoctrinated me—there you go, there's that word—to believe that. My body is for my husband and my future children. My body, and even my porn shoulders, makes men have impulses that they can't control. I am merely a vessel to bring about the children of Zion. 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 Damn it, Mary. How many times do we have to have this conversation? I know. I'm sorry. I love you. Can I get back to the letter? Yes. And it stems from this stupid phrase, my body is a temple. Yep. Usually followed by, and you don't have a recommend. All right, (laughs) because it's a temple. I'm not allowed to have a body. It's a temple. It's a building for others to enter and exit. It's a thing for others to marvel at. It's not mine. Right. No wonder I starve myself and try to disappear. It's such a weird revelation. I left the church at 18, and now, at 31, I'm still dealing with the brainwashing. Thanks for letting me share my story with y'all, and thanks for your podcasts. Kat. Kat, you are so welcome. So I was always taught that God gave me my body, right? Mm -hmm. Which means it's not really mine. It's God's. I've also been taught that this body is on loan from God. (laughs) God. And so like don't disrespect it. Like a library book? Yeah. Like, <laughs> Gotta don't, return it? Don't, don't uh, rack up those late fees. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, thanks for the library card, God. Mm-hmm. And so all of this, it gets in your mind that you actually don't get to make decisions, that God tells you what to do with your body, meaning that the leaders of your church tell you what God wants you to do with your oh, body. Oh, for sure. Right, because God doesn't say well, anything. Well, you silly little woman, you're not going to hear from God directly. No, I don't have the priesthood. <laughs> um, so yeah, when you damage your body, like— with premarital sex. Oh, in quotes, damage. Of course, of course. Mm-hmm. This is church meaning. Mm-hmm. Or with, you know, double pierced ears. <laughs> right. You are disrespecting, or tattoos, or tattoo, obviously tattoos. You are yeah. disrespecting the body that God has loaned you. Okay. Yeah, you're not treating it like a temple, which really means that you don't get to make choices with what you do with your body. Right. It does it's all mean fucked that. up. I was taught that since birth. Yeah, that is fucked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oy. So it's not a surprise to me that so many ex-Mormons or ex-religious people in general have body image issues, mm-hmm. have shame, mm-hmm. have guilt, eating disorders, like you name it. Yes. Because y- you have a fucked up sense of self-worth from go. Yes, you do. And we are going to address some of this stuff on upcoming episodes with Kimberly Anderson. We're yeah. going to be doing a guilt and shame episode. Yes, we're getting her on real soon. And a codependent episode. Aww. And possibly reading from that book, Fascinating Womanhood. Uh-huh. We were speaking with her last night, and she's like, this is like the how-to for Mormon for, women, for Mormon women yeah. to be in a codependent relationship. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Jesus. Learn how to install our Dixie cup dispensers upside down. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, so husband can be macho guy. Oh, let me fix, fix this. Nice let me, try. Let me <laughs> fix this, little lady. Yeah. Good thing you have me to make sure the cup dispensers are upside up. <laughs> upside up? <laughs> oh, you know, should we do our retroactive uh, letters intro? Follow my lead. Got it. That has been an LDL Letters. letters. 
plural. Because <laughs> there were three. Uh-huh, good job. Good All job, right. Good job. Moving on. I have something. Oh, what you got? So, special announcement. Ooh. Mark down your calendars. Mark it. Uh-huh. October. This October, like coming up, the weekend of the 10th. So, like the 10th or 11th. We're not sure exactly. Mary and I will be in Utah. Yes, we will. We will. And we would love to do some sort of meet and greet thing, like at a at a bar patio or, yeah. you know, some, some outdoor seating, whatever, because, you know, with COVID and all that, and we do need to uh, social distance. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we have not decided on a place yet or time or the exact date because we're just making plans at this point. But please put that on your calendar and let us know if you have any ideas of restaurants or bars that have an outdoor space, an outdoor patio space that we could... Big enough to accommodate a group. Yeah. And would this be in Salt Lake City? Likely. Yeah. yeah. I think they have more bar type areas that I could be wrong, but probably that would be a good middle point mm-hmm. for our Utah listeners. Yeah. Bring your mask, everybody. Bring your masks. Not everyone's into it, but bring it anyway, because mm-hmm. uh, we are. So there you go. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and it's our podcast, damn it. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Speaking of Utah, so Mm -hmm. this is the reason why I am going out there, and Mary will be joining me as well on the later portion of my trip. Mm -hmm. My parents are getting old. Just throwing that We all are. Yeah, but like the senility is starting to hit. Yeah, it's true. it is for me too, I think, sometimes. (laughs) And so I will probably talk frequently on the podcast about dealing with my parents. I think that sharing— my hurt over it, but also finding the funniness in it is very, very helpful. Yeah. And you get a lot of support from listeners. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hell Mm -hmm. yeah. Absolutely. So my mom and dad, they started sounding a little weird on the phone a few weeks ago, and it was like, oh, shit, they're losing their minds. And so I did a group message with all my brothers, and, you know, we've been talking about what to do. They need to be moved. They need to be getting healthy again. They're just old. They're late. 70s, almost 80s. And there's nothing physically wrong as far as like, you know, cancer or anything like that that's going to take them out right now. They I mean, just, your mom has vertigo frequently. She does. She, she does. has trouble with stairs and things. Yes. And they have these ridiculous stairs in their house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. This is kind of funny. Okay. As I'm telling these stories, if any of you is like, oh my gosh, you shouldn't laugh at that, I need to laugh. Okay, like I will laugh. Don't at these judge Shelly. Don't judge my laughter. <laughs> and if you laugh too, then damn right. Yes, you're just as bad as I am. Doesn't mean she doesn't care, you guys. No, of course not. So my dad is very, very stubborn. Does not want to move out of his house in Eagle Mountain. They've been there for, I don't know, like 30 years or something. And this house has one, two, three sets of stairs that are super steep. Hardwoods, right? Hardwood and narrow. Mm -hmm. And my mom has had surgeries and she has vertigo now and all these things. She's had these health issues for some time. And I've been telling them for some time, you know, y'all might want to move into like a one floor place. A one floor, like a ranch style rambler, whatever you call it. And, you know, I'm like, Mom, it has a hard time going up and down the stairs, blah, blah, blah. So his solution, yeah, instead of moving, was to get those electric, like, uh, what are they called? Chair? Chair stair- lifts, kind of Chair lifts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, wait. Keep in mind, these stairs that I'm talking about, it's not like a full set of stairs. It's like five stairs down to the basement. Five stairs up to it's the kind of split level kitchen. Five stairs up to the bedroom. Yeah, so it's not like a long set of stairs. And so my dad gets these chair lifts. Well, and it would have been great if your mom wanted to use them. We know she doesn't want to use them. And, and there's 10,000 reasons why. But now, because the room that the chairs take up, the stairs are even more narrow, right? right? right, right like right. they're super narrow. Mm-hmm. My mom has vertigo, so she doesn't like to use the chair lifts 
because the it motion, makes her dizzy. Yeah. yeah, it makes her dizzy. So now she's like trying to fit scoot because, around yeah, it. scoot around the chariot <laughs> in her socks <laughs> on, these on slippery, stairs. slippery hardwood floor <laughs> stairs. Like, oh. My God. Anyway, they have got to get out of that house. We're looking into what to do with them. By the way, we already have a plan in place. Well, you found a great location for them. Yeah, we're, we're working on that. Yes, no worries there. My dad, though, has lost a lot of weight lately because he's not hungry, uh-huh. and so he doesn't eat. And so we're trying to tell him, Dad, you got to eat. Dad, you got to eat. And same with my mom. They haven't had food in their house. A lot of food. Well, they haven't been driving. Right, because my dad hasn't been driving because he's realized— So they're not going to the store. Exactly. And no one really knew that until my brother's daughter went and visited them and was like, whoa, grandma and grandpa are in bad shape and there's no food in the house. So my aunt dropped off a bunch of pizzas. Frozen pizzas? Frozen pizzas. Just dropped it off at their house so they could have, like, easy-to-make things. Mm -hmm. And my dad called his bishop and said, we have some leftover pizzas, meaning all the pizzas— we would like for you to give them to the less fortunate. <laughs> it's like, Dad, you don't have any food. Why are you giving away <laughs> you food? You are the less fortunate. You are the less fortunate right now, bro. Like, uh-huh. eat the damn pizzas. God. Yeah. <laughs> so you're going out to check on them. Yes, I will be out there for get quite a while. Stuff organized, et yeah. cetera. Because they've get also them. got a lot of stuff that they're oh, going through. Wow. So they have anxiety right now because they're getting senile. And they're like, what do we do? I have to hear every time I talk to my dad about they don't know what to do with the piano and the organ. This piano and this organ are seriously from like 1926, but not in a good way where they're antiques. They're just pieces (laughs) of shit. Um, They call that honky-tonk. Honky-tonk. Okay, yeah. (laughs) So dealing with my parents' anxieties and, you know, deciding what's the best way to help them has definitely been hard. It's been very emotional. I really want them to get into a place where I know that they're safe. But I did want to say that when I told my parents that Mary would be coming out to visit as well at the end of my stay, they were so happy. They're like, oh, that's great. My mom got a little bit choked up. And uh, my dad said, we're so glad that you have a good friend that you can talk to (laughs) and share experiences with. And, you know, I just had to smile. The best. Best friend. With benefits. Oh, I meant to say breast friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. That also reminded me that it was like Valentine's Day or Christmas or your birthday or something. I don't remember what it was. My mom sent a card to you that thanked you for being such a good friend to me. Yes. It's not an untruth. I am a good friend to Oh, for sure. And, (laughs) you know, I could, if I wanted to, take the stance of, they just need to say that she's my girlfriend. Right. But you know what? They're old. My parents have come such a long way that I am— At least they acknowledge me. They acknowledge you. They like you. Versus my mother. That's true. Your mom sucks. (laughs) Um, And I say that with— All the love. All the love that I'm feeling in my heart. Uh I don't know. I'll probably talk about that here and there. There will be more funny stories as my parents— say crazy things as they get more and more senile. It's just a way for me to kind of get it off my chest. So thank you for listening. You are so welcome. We're here for you. Thank you, baby. So more updates about that Utah trip to come. Yes. Okay, so uh, I wanted to introduce a new segment. I love a new segment. (laughs) This is called What They Said said to Get Into the Groove. What do you think? You like it? Okay, Mary named that one. Cool. All right. (laughs) Well, This is for our uh, Facebook discussion group, Latter-day Lesbian discussion group, Latter-day Lesbian podcast discussion group on Facebook. There it is. That is a mouthful. Sure is. We should shorten that. I don't know. I have to struggle That's what it's called on Facebook. Like, (laughs) we can't tell them, you need to shorten this. Because Mary's an old fart and can't figure out how to say it. (laughs) Uh Okay. Pretty soon she's going to be giving away food to the less fortunate. Mm, uh, That day is right around the corner, I'm sure. sure. 
Okay, so we get some funny responses because there are really two questions. Mm -hmm. What are the names of Mary and Shelley's dogs? Mm -hmm. And what's a foom pod? Right. Right? Right. And so if you can answer those, Uh you get in. You don't have to answer them correctly, as it turns out. But you do have to entertain us. Like, you have (laughs) to try. And we have so many new people joining right now that it's funny because I know that a lot of them have not gotten to any episodes where we explain much of this. So people coming up with their own ideas is fantastic. Right. We're just going to talk about what's a foom pod today. We're going to save the dog names for another time. (laughs) Okay. Because those are funny, too. They're great. So uh, what's a foom pod? Some people said, cue music. Ba-dump-bum. (laughs) <laughs> in their response. <laughs> lots, you're in. We're letting yeah. you in. Lots of people knew what it was yeah. and then added that. Okay, here are some of the funny ones where people had no idea. Mm-hmm. Someone says, I don't know, but I'll remember if you tell me. <laughs> I'm sure you will. All right, you're in the group. <laughs> uh, episode 16, just saying. <laughs> Someone actually answered it with a foom pod. Oh, shit. That's yeah. creative. What was the foom pod? Nourish and strengthen. Hell yeah. I think we've talked about we it. We have, though. but you're yeah. in the group. Yes, yep, for sure. Welcome in. Uh, here's a good one. Fuck up my potato on the down low. You are so in the group. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This one says, fuck you, letter U. Mother fucking with a PH. Old turd dad. (laughs) (laughs) Let him in. (laughs) Let him in there. You may enter. (laughs) And uh, the last one I'll read today, because we've got a few more I'll save for another time. Mm -hmm. Funny undressed muffled piglets on the dresser. Good God, yes, you may enter. So that was what they said to get into the group. (laughs) You know what? Give it a go. If you would like to join us in our Latter-day Lesbian podcast discussion group on Facebook, you know what? Just be creative. Be creative. Make us laugh. You're in. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. What's next? Is it time for Mormon Mad Lib? Isn't it always time for Mormon Mad Lib? Do we have music for that? It's kind of an intro. What is it? Is it recorded or we do it? It's recorded. Okay, well, cue music. Just say, cue the intro. Cue the intro. And now, that moment we've all been waiting for, Mormon Mad Libs. We've been introed. <laughs> we have been introed. <laughs> okay, today's Mormon Mad Libs starts with, wait, you guys know what Mad Libs are, right? They'll I'm figure really? it out. The, I don't, some, <laughs> listen, it some of our listeners are in their teens. So All right, so basically, Shelly asks me for nouns, adjectives, verbs, and the like, and then she inserts whatever I say into her song. Yes. It's a song, right? Yes, we're doing okay. a song, song lyrics. So there's the explanation. Okay, first one, adjective. How about repulsive? Got it, writing it down. Okay. Next, verb. Um, sneeze. Okay, Mary, next we're going to need a noun. Cabana. We didn't do that before, did we? I don't think so. We okay. did lawn chair. Okay. okay. I must like outdoor things. You, you are very out. I'm thinking <laughs> I'm her next noun is going to be barbecue pit. Okay. <laughs> um, although we need a verb. Two verbs side by side divided by and. Oh, okay. So two <laughs> verbs with an and in the middle. All right. Yes. What you got? Um, how about whistle? Okay. That's one. Uh, well, you said barbecue pit. So why don't we use the verb form barbecue? <laughs> It also can be a noun. Now we need an adverb, but I really want things to rhyme Hmm. in this song because it's really part of it. Your adverb needs to end in L-Y. Don't they all? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) You just make sure this one does, okay? Uh, What about greasily? 
Does that work? There's an Perfect. L-Y for you. I, that was an L-Y. <laughs> and it is three syllables, which is that good? fits the song. Oh, well, there you have Crushing it. We, we aim it. to please here on the side of the table. <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay. Okay. Our last word that we need is an adjective. How about itchy? I'll take it. Okay. And his friend Scratchy. Just kidding. <laughs> we only have room for one. Um, this song has a lot of repetitions of your words. So, you know, this is kind of easy for you, I would say. Okay, good. <laughs> Sometimes it goes on and on and on. And I'm like, is this song completed yet? Well, yes, this one is. So thanks for giving me a break. You're welcome. It's because I love you. So this song is a throwback. We have actually introduced the song before, but without playing Mad Libs. Oh. Do you remember the song, To Think About Jesus? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. was on a Fanny Fact Check episode. Yes. I do believe you It shouldn't you're right. be hard. Wait, stop. We're going to do it with your words. <laughs> <laughs> to sit very still. Stop. <laughs> Jesus. And think about Jesus on oh, your windowsill. Nope. No, I'm just filling in my own Mad Libs right no, now. No, <laughs> you already gave me your Mad Lib words. <laughs> okay. Um, now, in order to sing this song, you have to have as much guilt and shame in your voice as possible. Because <laughs> this is what the song is all about, is guilting and shaming children. Of course. Which is something that the Mormon church uh, excels at. So Yeah, that's part of your indoctrination. Yes, or your brainwashing. <laughs> you, you decide. Pick. You pick. Okay, you ready? Yes. <clears throat> let me warm up. Let me, let me have a sip of my coffee. By the way, my coffee's delicious today. I oh. frothed the milk. Well, good for mm-hmm. you. Frothy. Should we put that in there? <laughs> <laughs> Too late. Say that for next okay. one. <clears throat> Can you guys hear me rustling my papers getting ready? I, I hear it. Don't cut that. Okay, leave that in, Dan. I'm going to have to start, like, low because I have a low voice. Do it. Mm -hmm. Like that. It shouldn't be repulsive to sneeze very still And think about Jesus, his cabana on the hill And all that he barbecued and whistled for me. Your face is amazing. (laughs) It shouldn't be repulsive to sneeze greasily. It shouldn't be repulsive even though I am itchy (laughs) To think about Jesus Not repulsive at all God, that sounds like a funeral dirge It is! I'm going to whip through the real lyrics right now. It's like, it shouldn't be hard It depends on who's singing it. sit very still. <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to act like a poor orphan waif singing uh-huh, a uh-huh. funeral dirge. And it's repulsive, not sit. And, right. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. Actual words. It shouldn't be hard to sit very still and think about Jesus, his cross on the hill, not his cabana. I like his cabana better. Mm-hmm. I bet you Jesus has a badass oh, cabana. Oh, yeah. You know that cabana's rocking. Yeah. It's got I think the, at the end Edison of day, lights strung up. At the end of the day, he was like, take that fucking cross and build me a cabana. Mm-hmm. And let's drink some wine. speakers oh, hell installed. Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a bar. It's got like Edison lights hanging. I just said that. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Leave it in. That's what happens when Mary's talking and I'm thinking of what I'm going to say next. Uh-huh. It's a sign of our relationship right there. <laughs> no. In a nutshell. <laughs> Not always. <laughs> okay. Back to the goddamn lyrics. Okay. So he's got a cabana on the hill. 
uh, and all that he suffered mm-hmm. and did for me. I like more that he barbecued and whistled for me. When does the sneeze come in? It's coming. It shouldn't be hard to sit quietly. It shouldn't be hard even though I am itchy. Oh, sure. Yeah, even though I am small, to think about Jesus, not hard at all. You should have found something to rhyme with itchy. Sorry. How about I'm ditching this shitty religion, even though I am ditching. That's low. God. (laughs) I can't reach that low. Oh, that got ugly. (laughs) <laughs> anyway, that's our Mormon Mad Lib yeah, for the right. day. I'm just giving that a little clap. The thing I learned from this song is that Jesus has a cabana on the hill, and he will barbecue and whistle for us. And you can sneeze greasily, and it won't be repulsive. No, not at all. Okay. okay. All right. I think Sweet. I've learned something here. <laughs> Should we take a break? Yeah, I need a break. For sure. And then we need to get into some temple stuff. Oh, I've got some more uh, Elohim, Jehovah. Okay. Adam, Eve. Yep. Hey, I'm going to reveal the signs and tokens, the names, sign and tokens, and the penalties, the pre-1990s penalties. Well, can't wait for that. Yep. Okay. Be right back. Mm -hmm. We're back. Hi. Hi. How do you want to get us uh, back into the temple, Shelly? Well, should we do a two-second review? Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so when we left off, Lucifer was bragging about all this shit he was going to buy with the treasures of the earth, and he was going to, like, reign with blood and horror. And then Elohim said, depart! And then he grabbed his stick and, like, clumsily storms off into the wilderness. Thanks for bringing us up to speed. You're welcome. This is not the last we will see of Lucifer, though. So don't be sad. I will bring Michael Ballum voice in as mm. needed. I can't wait for that. I know uh, you can't wait for that. I, I love it. All right. Yeah. So, Lucifer storms off. Now, this is Elohim talking. Jehovah. Let cherubim and a flaming sword be placed to guard the way of the tree of life, lest Adam put forth his hand and partake of the fruit thereof and live forever in his sins. I thought he already ate some. This is a different fruit. So so here's the deal. (laughs) (laughs) Guys, I need you to get out your notepad. So here's here's the different fruits. (laughs) Here's the trees. Here's the different fruits. (laughs) It's so stupid. (laughs) So he ate of the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Yes. Which he was commanded not to partake. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that made him realize he was naked. Yeah, he had to cover that up with a a fig leaf. A fig leaf. His TK smoothie. True. True. It's now covered. So (laughs) not to see that smoothie anymore. (laughs) All right. So then there's another tree. (laughs) Of knowledge. Clearly there's an orchard. Okay, so there's another tree of knowledge. Uh No, no, no. He ate from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. Okay. This other tree is the tree... Of life. The tree of life. Okay. And for some reason, if Adam now eats that fruit, he's going to live forever in his sins. Oh. (laughs) So you have to guard it with a cherubim and a flaming sword. (laughs) Yes. We'll talk about this a few times. We'll get to the cherubim and flaming sword in a second. So a lot of people are like, well... The Adam and Eve story, it's just an allegory. It's Mm -hmm. just, you know, there's deeper meaning. It stands for different things. What? It does leave it up to the interpretation of the reader or whatever, the listener, to figure out what is supposed to be verbatim and truth from these scripts or what is supposed to be a metaphor. You know, how do you reason it out? What what tree is what? And why now that he's eaten this, he's going to be forever if he eats this, like— Well, maybe if they'd put a fucking flaming sword in front of the tree of Don't forget the cherubim. Don't know what that right, is, but don't sure. forget it. And is the cherubim, it's an angel. An angel with a flaming sword. Which oh, is like— Is that the same angel that— um, Became told, Adam? 
<laughs> no, the same angel that came to Joseph Smith and was like, I will kill you. Moroni? If- no, uh, that's a different angel. <laughs> the angel with the flaming sword that told oh. Joseph, if you don't get Emma to accept plural wives, like polygamy, then I'm going to kill you. With my flaming sword? With my flaming sword. <laughs> Maybe that one wasn't flaming. Shish kebab. <laughs> or shish Joe. Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Uh-huh. Okay, moving on. So, of course, Jehovah says, it is done, Elohim. Because he's going to do whatever God says. Right. So he's just the henchman. Yeah, yeah. He's down on earth putting cherubim and swords and stuff in place. No, he's in the Garden of Eden doing that. That's earth. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Last I checked. <laughs> oh, can you imagine trying to explain all this shit to like a six-year-old? <laughs> or a nevermo? <laughs> well, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah, it's true. Okay, now Elohim has more shit to say on the matter. I'm sure he does. Eve. He's fucking busted. <laughs> blink, blink, blink. Mm-hmm. He blinks like a dumb little <laughs> lamb. Because thou hast hearkened to the voice of Satan and hast partaken of the forbidden fruit and given it unto Adam, I will greatly multiply thy sorrow and thy conception. Oh. In sorrow shalt thou bring forth children. Nevertheless, thou mayest be preserved in childbearing. Thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee in righteousness. Uh, <laughs> Mary's face. This should be video. Wait, wait, what? So basically, it's like, because you started this shit, uh-huh. Eve, I'm going to punish you. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to greatly multiply thy sorrow in thy conception. What does that mean? Like it's going to hurt or it's going to be sad when I conceive? <laughs> It's so sad. That sounds like your marriage. (laughs) Then he says, in sorrow shalt thou bring forth children. Like, it's going to suck for you to have kids. Okay, bro. But then what was the conception part? I don't— Or no. No, then he says, nevertheless, thou mayest be preserved in childbearing. What the hell does that mean? I think it means, like, because you fucked this shit up, now you got to have the kids, and you having all the kids is what's going to preserve you from, you know, like, I won't destroy you. Oh, so as long as you agree to spread your legs and pop babies Have a bunch out, of kids. Mm-hmm. you won't go to hell for eternity. Yeah, because you did the whole <laughs> apple thing slash or pomegranate. Or whatever the fuck it was. <laughs> but okay. then, you know, thy desire shall be to thy husband. Mm-hmm. What does that even mean? Because you didn't have that. <laughs> I didn't. Um, <laughs> Not I don't know, but like you that. want to do whatever they want you to do. You know how she's a helpmeet, right? She's a helpmeet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so the things she wants to do are for her husband. Oh, all right. Sure. And when it says he shall rule over thee in righteousness, I want an example of rulers that rule over people and they are in, righteous in rulers. In a righteous way. And it doesn't happen. Self-righteous. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Adam's about to get his ass kicked too, but not really. Okay. Sure. Adam, because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife. <laughs> it's like, why'd you listen to that bitch, Adam? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because thou hast hearkened unto the voice of thy wife and hast partaken of the forbidden fruit, the earth shall be cursed for thy sake. Instead of producing fruits and flowers spontaneously, it shall bring forth thorns, thistles, briars, and noxious weeds to afflict and torment man. And by the sweat of thy face shalt thou eat thy bread all the days of thy life. For dust thou art, and unto dust shalt thou return. I'm pretty sure God just told Adam he was going to be doing some weed. <laughs> no, he's telling him he's got to pick some weeds. Same thing. <laughs> <laughs> so Eve fucks up and her punishment is like, uh, you're going to have to have kids and you're going to have to do whatever your husband says. And then Adam has to become a gardener. 
essentially. Yeah, he's going to have to plow shit. So when we're pulling weeds in our garden, I'm going to be like, fucking Adam. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I probably should have said fucking Eve when I was having all those babies, too. She fucked everything up, basically. <laughs> God, it's so <laughs> stupid. <sighs> all right, here comes Eve's curse. Inasmuch as Eve was the first to eat of the forbidden fruit, if she will covenant that from this time forth she will obey your law in the Lord. He's telling Eve, like, you got a covenant to obey Adam now. Because that's the law. Yeah. So he's talking to Adam. He never really talks to Eve. Okay. Eve's just there blinking. Uh-huh, sure. He's still talking to Adam. Inasmuch as Eve was the first to eat of the forbidden fruit, blah, 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 she will obey your law in the Lord, your law, Adam, and will hearken unto your, Adam, your counsel as you hearken unto mine. And if you will covenant that from this time forth you will obey the law of Elohim, we will give unto you the law of obedience and sacrifice, and we will provide a Savior for you whereby you may come back into our presence and with us partake of eternal life and exaltation. So Elohim's the one saying all this shit, and then mm-hmm. he's like, we're going to provide you a savior. He's standing right the fuck there. <laughs> Job is like, J- I'm in the room. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're talking about me, maybe. <laughs> oh, is that someone else you're talking about? Oh, I didn't God. agree to do this. I didn't want to do it. <laughs> So stupid. Because if a cross is involved, I am out. I'm out because we don't want the cross. We want the cabana. (laughs) For sure. For sure. So then Eve, with her eyes blinking, Eve never really talks to God. She just says, Adam, I now covenant to obey your law as you obey our father. Oh, my God. And then Eve turns to Adam and says, I'll obey you. And then Adam turns to Elohim. Elohim, I now covenant with thee that from this time forth I will obey thy word and keep thy commandments. And then Elohim says, it is well, Adam. Doesn't even fucking address Eve. (laughs) She's standing there blinking. And Jehovah's like, what the fuck do I have to do with this Wait, you're talking about me? Wait, I, whoa. (laughs) Not it. Not it. (laughs) I can make wine and shit, but I'm not agreeing to the rest of it. None of the savior shit. (laughs) Fuck that. I for real hope that Jesus is real because I would love to kick it with him and be like, dude. So when God was like talking about you, like you weren't there where you're like, um. Right here. Right here, bro. Right here. (laughs) Funny. There's more. We're getting real close. I mean, it's been creepy the whole time, but we're getting. Are we getting to the handshakes yet? It's right. It's like next part. We're so. We're about to make covenants. Continue. And that's where it begins. Okay. Although first we have to talk of the coat of skins. So Elohim says. Coat of skins. Coat of skins. That would have been a great foom pod. Damn it. (laughs) Plug your ears while I talk about this. Mm -hmm. Just kidding. So then Elohim says, Jehovah. Now keep in mind, Jehovah slash Jesus has been standing there the whole fucking time Mm -hmm. and God was talking about him like he wasn't there and now he's going to turn and talk to him. Isn't the cherubim with the flaming sword nearby too? Yeah, they threw it over there. I think it was just like a shiny thing. I don't remember really. From the video, I still didn't know what it was. What the fuck is it? Anyway, okay. (laughs) Okay. Jehovah, inasmuch as Adam and Eve have discovered their nakedness, make coats of skins as a covering for them. Okay. So now he's like, Jesus, go sew some shit. <laughs> and of course, Jesus is like, it shall be done, Elohim. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, how hard can that be for Jesus to just be he's like— He's crush it. Sacrifice few You'd animals think that God quick. could fucking do it. He's just standing around ordering shit around. He could just be like, snap, animal skins. If you were God, would you do your own dirty work? You got a good point. Good point. <laughs> What's everybody else going to be doing? Then? I don't know. <laughs> so we've heard Elohim and Adam and Jehovah talk— Eve even said a little piece. And now, all of a sudden, it's the make-believe voice coming out of the speakers. Oh, so who is this? The dude with the white that stands there. Oh, okay. So now his voice comes on and says, Brethren and sisters, 
The garment which was placed upon you in the washing room is to cover your nakedness and represents the coat of skins spoken of. Wait a minute. You're already wearing a bunch of clothes. You're not naked. No, I know, but you were. Yeah, but then you put on a bunch of shit. But they're talking about your garments. (laughs) Okay. Continue. Okay. And you wonder why I can't get through the damn it's temple. It's so stuff. stupid. It is. It is. Okay. Um, okay. The garment which was played, blah, 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 represents the coats of skin spoken of. Anciently, it was made of skins. You have received the garment, also your new name. Okay. <laughs> Way to go. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> Good job. So now I got to backtrack for a second. Before you even go into the room where they start the temple session, mm-hmm. the temple workers pick a couple, like a man and a woman who are together, or if they're not, and it's like they pick a random man and a random woman, but typically it's like a couple that are married. And they ask them, will you be um, the witness couple? Okay. What are they witnessing? We're going to get to that point. But I want people to write in, talk, whatever, about have you ever had to be the witness couple? Also, were you the type like I was that when you see the old person like shuffling around looking for a witness couple, you're like, fuck, and running to the bathroom because you don't want to be it? Is that what you did? Oh, yeah. I thought you weren't supposed to go to the bathroom during the Like you go back into the thing. This is when you're waiting around in the hall. Oh. Right? If you're waiting for your next I session. I see. Yeah, you're so like, they pick oh, them out ahead looking. of time. Yeah. Hate that. Like you see them lock eyes with you and you're all shit. So were you selected? I was the witness couple with Brent probably three times, I oh would say. Oh, my God. Hate it. How often did you do this stupid thing with this movie? All the time. <laughs> like when Brent's parents were out here, we went at least once a month. Oh, my God. Horrible, horrible waste of time and energy and money. So now you know where the witness couple comes from. Okay. You're like picked. Sure. So Elohim says, a couple will now come to the altar. It's the witness couple. And you're Isn't already sitting like, a couple will come to the cu- altar. Sorry. Mary, that was not about Elohim. <laughs> but this couple is already sitting in the front. You have to sit in the very front row. And then narrator voice comes on and says, Brethren and sisters, this couple at the altar represents all of you as if at the altar. You must consider yourselves as if you were respectively Adam and Eve. We will put the sisters under covenant to obey the law of their husbands. Sisters, arise. So all the women stand up, right? And agree to obey their husbands. Yeah. We all stand up like total culty, culty, cult. You stand up, they say, each of you bring your right arm to the square. So now I'm bringing my arm to the square. You and each of you solemnly covenant and promise before God, angels, and these witnesses at this altar that you will each observe to keep the law of your husband and abide by his counsel in righteousness. Each of you bow your head and say yes. So then all the women bow their heads and you say yes. And then the narrator says, that will do. Ah. Uh, uh. <laughs> It's so bad. O-M-G. Wow. Yeah. That's horrible. Yeah. Oh. I'm like putting it through my head right now. My heart hurts a little bit. Yeah. Oh, God. Ladies. It's like fucking. um, That is not right, you guys. mm -mm. You have to stand there, raise your arm to the square, which is like a solemn oath. Mm -hmm. And you're told that you're covenanting this. And then you have to bow your head like in the most submissive. Are you sure? Uh-huh. Yeah, bow your head and say yes. You say yes, and they said that will do. And that then will they do. say that will do. Brethren, arise. Each of you bring your right arm to the square. You and each of you solemnly covenant and promise before God, angels, and these witnesses at this altar that you will obey the law of God and keep his commandments. Each of you bow your head and say yes. That will do. So right there, you obey your husband, mm-hmm. period. But your husband gets to be right up there with God. Sure. You know? 
there's definitely a line of hierarchy here. It's so clear. Oh, yeah. So clear. Yeah. Women are in the very bottom tier. There. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That fucking sucks. It's so hard for me to realize how I just went along with it, and I didn't see that it was wrong. No part of you was ever like, this doesn't feel right. No, but in my defense, when I went through, the wording was slightly different. It said, I'm covenanting to obey the law of the Lord and hearken to the counsel of her husband as her husband hearkens unto the father. Still saying I'm listening to my husband, but only if he listens to God. Hearkening to counsel is a softer way of saying obey your husband. Yes. It softens it. Yes. Weren't we talking about softening language earlier? Yeah, yeah. And if you you see— It's um, not great. No. It's still not good. It's the same idea, just in nicer words. So they have since changed it to obey your husband? Or was this earlier? No, the one that I'm reading through was earlier. is the early one. It's okay. is pre-1990s. Damn. And they have softened things since then, but it's still the same fucked up shit. The intent is still there. For sure. Because the God doesn't there. change, right? If this was his original words, that's what he wants. Well, that's what the Mormon church wants, but they're right. like, oh, we need to be a little more progressive people. Yes. Although everyone can see through that shit, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Can you see through it, everybody? Mm-hmm. Okay. You don't need to have blinky Eve eyes to be able <laughs> no. to see that stuff. No, you don't. <laughs> Okay. The law of sacrifice. I'm not going to read this whole thing. It's boring as fuck. It basically says you're about to be put under a covenant. And he says, after many days, an angel of the Lord appeared unto Adam saying, why dost thou offer sacrifice unto the Lord? And Adam basically says, I don't know, except he commanded me. So it's showing that Adam's being perfectly obedient, right? And then God's like, oh, the reason you're doing this is because sacrifice, the the only begotten son, it, it kind of brings Jesus into the picture. Don't care. Don't care. Um, but then here's the, we're going to throw some guilt in there. And as Jesus Christ has laid down his life for the redemption of mankind, so we should covenant to sacrifice all that we possess, even our own lives if necessary, in sustaining and defending the kingdom of God slash Mormonism. Mm. Kingdom of God means Mormonism. For sure, for yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's basically Jesus is saving you. Jesus is blah, blah, blah. Jesus, he's done all this for you. And so because he's done that for you, you need to sacrifice everything for the church, Mormonism. Jesus. Yeah. So after they go through the whole spiel, they say, all arise. We all stand up. Mm-hmm. It's again, each of you bring your arm in the square, blah, blah, blah. Basically saying you're going to do it all. Each of you bow your head and say yes, yes. So now you've basically said, yeah, I'll give everything to the church. All of it. Uh-huh. All my everything. Do they talk about the 10% you need to tithe? To be able to come back into this building? No, your bishop tells you that shit. Okay. So we're going to do the first token of the Aaronic Priesthood, then we're going to stop. I'm so excited. Yep, Elohim's back in there. Now, there's no movie going on right now, by the way. Is the movie over? No. Oh. It's on pause. It's just on pause. It's paused. And right now, the curtains kind of close a little bit, and the dude standing in all white is like standing there and making meaningful eye contact with people (laughs) or unmeaningful um, while the voices come out of the speaker. Okay, and back to that. <laughs> I think that's my favorite part. Do you of like that? Temple it's good. bullshit. Um, so this is Elohim's voice, and that is another funny thing: is the guy standing there doesn't change. It's the same dude, but then different the voices, voices change? come out. Yeah, okay, it's good shit, right? Right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm tuned out a little bit. <laughs> I, I, okay, tune back in. We're doing some penalties. Okay. So Elohim says, "We will now give unto you the first token of the Aaronic priesthood with its accompanying name, sign, and penalty." So everyone who's gone through the temple after 1990 is like, penalty, huh? Yeah, they removed those because they were softening it to maintain membership. Yeah, Yeah, to keep members. Yes. They needed to make it less fucked up. Yes. All right. Let's fuck this down a little. 
Fuck it down. Uh, is it a thing? Okay. <laughs> it is now. <laughs> okay, so then Elohim's voice out of the speaker says, Before doing this, however, we desire to impress upon your minds the sacred character of the first token of the Aaronic priesthood with its accompanying name, sign, and penalty, as well as that of all the other tokens of the holy priesthood with their names, signs, and penalties. Can you see how boring this is? Mm-hmm. Repetition, repetition. Mm-hmm. Wait. Cult? Is that how you brainwash people? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cult? Can we say cult? Can we say brainwash? Oh, indoctrination. Oh, sorry. Mm-hmm. 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 Which you will receive in the temple this day. They are most sacred and are guarded by solemn covenants and obligations of secrecy to the effect that under no condition, even at the peril of your life, Ooh. will you ever divulge them except at a certain place that will be shown you hereafter. Or in our house. Or, yeah, in the recording studio right this second. Uh I'm not feeling like my life is in peril right at this moment. Aren't you supposed to take your own life, or is it going to be taken for you? Either. Are there any examples in history of someone who has divulged and they died somehow? (laughs) (laughs) There is also no story in all of history where someone has had sex with an African-American person and died. Oh, right. Yeah, that was also said to um, be the case. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the Mormon church is not making good on their threats. No, no. I'm starting to think it's all fake. What? (laughs) I like it. Yeah. Okay. Where are we? We are about to hear Elohim say, the representation of the execution of the penalties indicates different ways in which life may be taken. They're oh going to show God. you how to kill yourself if you— Seriously? If you, yes. Okay. Wow. So Elohim demonstrates the first token of the Aaronic Priesthood. We give unto you the first token of the Aaronic Priesthood. We desire all to receive it. All arise. And then that's when you stand there and the dude walks around and does the secret handshakes. We talked about the secret handshakes, right? And he's showing individuals how to do it? A- they touch every single person. How long does that take? Forever. <laughs> Guys, this is long and boring. I'm Right now, you're like, oh my gosh, this is so long and boring. Yes, it is long and boring. Yeah. Okay. So everyone has stood up, and the matron on one side and the the man matron, I don't know. Man matron? Patron? (laughs) Patron. Okay, thank you. Goes around and gives everyone the secret handshake. Or the man matron. Okay, the man matron. (laughs) And they go around and they give the secret handshakes. That's called the token. The secret handshake is the token. Is the token. Okay. Yes. And by the way, I stressed out so much trying to figure out what the token was. Because there's also like signs and shit. I'm like, what's the token? What's the token? Is that the name? Is that... Oh, are there different handshakes though? Yeah, of okay, course. Okay, so you have to remember the different ones. Yes. Jeez, uh-huh, Christ uh-huh. on a cracker. Okay, so the name of this token is the new name that you received in the temple today. All right, so you're Emma. That's your new name. Yes. And you have a handshake that represents that new name. But yes. the handshake is the same for everybody, even though you yes. have a different name. No. Okay. <laughs> you don't, M, all the Emmas don't have a special handshake. No. Okay. The handshakes are the same regardless. Right. And the day that you go through, whatever name is used, mm-hmm. it's that name. <laughs> but the handshake is the same no matter what. Correct. Okay. That's what I wanted to Correct. clear up. So the very first time I went through the temple and got my own new name, mm-hmm. that's just my own new name that I used in that exact session. That supposedly I'll have to use that new name when I die and, and my husband has to bring me through the veil. Right. Do you have to remember what it is? Yeah, it's Emma. Well, I, I know. 
But what if you blank? You're fucked. <laughs> I, it's, I, yeah. I thought it was supposed to be engraved on a white stone the morning oh, of the first maybe, resurrection. Maybe the lucky people get it engraved. They're like, oh, God, that's right. It was Emma. Like, you really you really have no idea how stressed out I was trying to, as soon as I found out my new name, Emma, Emma, Emma. Okay, Joseph's with a wife named Emma, Emma, Emma. Because it was so oh anxiety-inducing. Uh, listeners, did you have major fucking anxiety as soon as you received your personal new name? And you're you should have like, been like, Irma. Ah, damn it. <laughs> I wonder if I get rebaptized and have to do all the temple shit again. Will I get a brand new new name? Probably. Because <gasps> whoever's going through that day, you'd get a new name. Absolutely. Well, yeah. So you'd get two white stones on the I morning would. of the first resurrection. And then if I left the church again and then went back and had to do all the work again, I could get another new name. I should keep going back until I get a name that I like. Emma's not bad. Sounds like a lot of work. It does. Not going to do it. I don't think they would let me back in at this point. I don't Probably think they not. would believe me that I was repentant and wanting to be Mormon again. Seems unlikely. If mm-hmm. they can put it together like who you actually are. That's true. So the new name, you've now said the new name. Not out loud. It's like this. The name of this token is the new name that you received in the temple today. So now Elohim demonstrates the sign and penalty for this token. Oh, so the movie's playing again? No, this is all through the speakers. And it's the guy standing up front. He's now representing God. <sighs> yeah. It's, it's so <laughs> stupid, you guys. <laughs> all right, so he's doing a handshake to who at that point? He shows it to um, Adam and Eve. Oh. The, the witness couple. The witness couple. God, I've slipped my mind for a second. No, it's the witness couple. All right. So yeah. he's demonstrating the token, the handshake. To the to witness couple. witness couple. And are they shaking each other's hands as well? No. No. no? Men don't give women and women don't give men the secret handshake. So Unless you're God at the veil. And then you accept the secret handshakes <laughs> and then you pull the woman in. <laughs> I don't know why this is so hard to clear as mud. (laughs) Right now I'm thinking of Jessica C, who's in our channels group, and she's probably like furiously writing writing notes and she has no idea what's happening. (laughs) Okay. Are women allowed to give each other the secret handshake? The matron gives the secret handshake to all the women. To all the women. But they don't turn and, like, shake each other's hands. No, no, no. You're never (laughs) supposed to handshake someone else. No. And the man matron gives the handshake to the men. Okay. But then when you're up at the veil, then it's the man behind the veil that represents God that you give all the handshakes to. There's never a woman that's representing God. So at some point you go to this veil and you shake someone's hand. We're not there Who's on the other side through, like, a hole. You're (laughs) spoiling. There's a hole in the veil. (laughs) For yes, your hand? but stop. A yes, hand stop. Shape You're hole. spoiling. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh we'll save that for next week. You know what? Hmm. I think the penalty needs so much discussion that I don't hate me, listeners. Don't hate me. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking cliffhanger. Okay, so we're going to save that for next week as well. Next week, right. I will tell you what the penalty is, which we know now that the penalties show ways for you to kill yourself. In the well, temple. that should be pleasant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Okay. Um, well, on that note, why don't we take <laughs> one more break and then uh, get back and do the huge. Let's do it. All right. Be right back. Okay. We're back. Uh, do we have any patrons this week? We do. We have one. One patron. We have one patron. And but let me also say that we are recording these episodes very close to one another. Uh-huh. Because we are going out of town, and so we needed to have some in the can. So this is not saying that we only got one patron last week. We've actually been doing well with the patrons. Thank you for joining us. We really, really appreciate it. 
Yeah, we appreciate all y'all. Yes, but this patron, Carly G, gets her very own day. Wow. Yes. Carly G. So how are we doing her last name? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any signs or tokens you want to throw on that? I got it. What is it? Oh, are you recording? Yeah, I've been recording this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in, Dan. <laughs> okay, so sometimes, like, <laughs> I'm talking and Mary will pause. It looks to me like she's tapping on a computer. I can't see because there's pillows dividing us, <laughs> so we have better sound quality. And so I think she's, like, stopping the recording, and I'm all, what do you, what do you? She's, no, 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 keep going. And then there will be times where I'm talking, and she's like, oh, I paused. Because maybe dogs are barking or sure, I have to sure. clear my throat or yes. something's happening. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anywho, <laughs> Carly G is now Carly Gird Up Your Loins. Okay, Gird Up Your Loins. Carly Gird Up Your Loins, thank you for joining us on Patreon. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. And to anyone who is not girding up their loins right now, if you would like to and join would us. Like to. <laughs> and you would like to. <laughs> Uh, please visit patreon.com slash latterdaylesbian. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, no new Marco Polo channels this Mm-mm. week? Just okay. the same old hella fun people. <laughs> <laughs> Love all y'all, too. Yeah, everyone's fun. Everyone's so supportive and fantastic. And if you would like more information about Marco Polo channels, please visit latterdaylesbian.org slash polo. Boom. All right. I think that wraps us up. Mm -hmm. I'd like to thank, as usual, Dan from Extension Audio. Thanks for leaving it in, Dan. Appreciate you. And everybody else, please steer clear of cults, because they're no joke. No joke at all. Talk to you later. Bye-bye. 